it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. up and down in my zoom screen <laughs> it's the only way I swear this baby so because she's breached still um our midwife was like you're gonna need gravity for your birth obviously like, gravity for any birth is like great but I guess when they're breached it's like extra helpful to be like in an upright position instead of like laying on your back which is almost never ideal so I'm like well that makes sense now because anytime I sit down in a regular chair in the car in an airplane at a restaurant my back has like a stabbing back pain and the only time she's like not stabbing me in the back is when I'm on this bouncy ball or when I'm on my feet like standing walking running whatever so I'm just gonna be on this bouncy ball or standing for the rest is of it my specifically pregnancy. like your back hurts more because she's breech I don't know. Avery says he remembers this exact same area of my back and like pain happening in my third trimester with Carrie. I don't remember it being this bad, but also I think God's really good at doing that for us women where we forget all the crap and we're like, I just want to be pregnant again. Uh And so (laughs) I don't know. Avery probably remembers because his poor knuckles and thumbs are like sick of pressing in on it. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> Wait, so Megan is just like taking this breach thing like a freaking rock star. Like it has not phased her at all. Like at all. So well, so that kind of goes into yeah, it's been two weeks. And I like I truly, when I found out she was breached at the hospital initially, I was like freaking out because I was like the way they talk about it and like they don't have a personal relationship with you so you just have these so-called professionals in the medical field telling you that this is terrible and so obviously you're naturally gonna be like uh this is terrible this is terrible what do I do and then when I like actually started driving home I was like wait why is this terrible? And I started reading about it and I talked to my midwife about it and I talked to my doula about it. And then I remembered the 50 million posted videos I'd saved about breach about it and like breach vaginal home births about it specifically. And so I was like, why, why, why am I like being freaked out right now? And then everyone else and everything else about it was just like, yeah, you're more than capable of having a normal birth that you had expected to have just breach. will they birth a hospital like a will they do a hospital birth breach or will they no. make you get a c-section they will make you get a c-section really yes and so that is why and what because their insurance it's like higher risk no they're not they're not taught how to like have breech babies born that doesn't make any sense they're not taught how birth. to assist breech babies into okay. the world <laughs> anymore okay. So, and the, and it's sad because it just takes like Avery. So Avery obviously wants to catch her. So he's going to help Gretchen. It sounds so funny. I know. (laughs) He's just waiting. (laughs) Arms out. Um, But he's going to help our midwife. um, Because there's a certain like 
right around was this like your collarbone and uh-huh. your shoulder there's a pressure point where if you press on, press on it your chin naturally goes down so think about her coming out but first her head's going to get a little stuck in the pelvis and so you reach and you press into that and it pulls her head back in and then it just she falls out kind of thing so it's like wow. specific things that like little differences um and everything's fine and normal okay so I get why women freak out then because it's like if you were doing a hospital birth, yeah, you're that done. is the difference. Yeah, like you're you're having a C-section. Like yeah, you don't have a choice. Exactly. And that's like probably, the pressure. And that's probably like they don't flip because not not that I know stressed. anything about this, but you're stressed out. Shut the heck out. Yes. Oh my gosh, Cece, you're gonna be crunchy next week. I'm um, not. I mean <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. And that's the other thing, is like. I am so, so grateful and so blessed that I have this like breathing room. I don't have to like, it's not C-section, like their way or the highway. Like I have other options and I have all this time and space to just be like, Hey, if she wants to flip cool, but I just have this feeling that she's not going to. I'm still praying that she does. I am. I'm like, <laughs> I know we do. We do every night. Cause obviously that would be ideal. Right. Um, but I'm, I told my chiro yesterday, and this is my heck yes. My heck yes is literally our chiropractic, like the whole building, because yeah. from the front desk to the people that actually adjust us and everything, they're absolutely amazing. But she was telling me, she was like, your whole mentality about this is crucial because there's an, a, I think it's called an aversion or an inversion where they try to like move baby around from the outside oh. um, and like flip baby manually. And I was like, I don't even think I want to do that. I don't think I want to get to that point. Originally, I thought it'd be kind of cool to experience because I've seen videos of it and I was like, oh, that's neat. Um, but I don't think I want to get to that point because at that point, I'm physically forcing her to get into a different position than the one that she's in. When she's she's chilling, she's happy. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I'm like, you could- because. Well, like, it's like a wound. Like I'm going to physically force it together to stitch it because I don't want a gaping wound. Like, no, but a lot of times there's a reason they're in the position that they are. So like maybe the cords in a certain place, or maybe like, you know, like things like that, that you can't see from the outside, unless I'm going in and having an ultrasound and then manually do it. Like it's just, and then if I am manually force her, who's to say she's not going to flip right back. You know what I mean? Like she's in this position for a reason. And a lot of times aversions or inversions hurt a lot. And I just keep thinking about like when they broke my water in the hospital, no one tells you that when your, your water is manually broken, it hurts worse than having the kid itself. Like that was the worst part of labor for Avery was watching them break my water. Up. Yeah. It makes me want to throw up thinking about it too. Does but it when hurt if it's done no, by itself? No, if it naturally happens, it just pops and fluid and you're like, oh, my water just broke. But when they manually do it, it's like so painful. And so I'm like, there's obviously something said about that to say about that. Like, obviously nature is going to do its thing. And the more I try to like force it and like take it into the control of my own hands, literally for this instance, like the worse off I'm going to be the worse off my mentality is going to be about it because then I've like decided with my own hands. I am going to have baby flipped around so that she's in the position I want her in versus the fact that she's in. That's the other thing too. There's like ideal breach positions for birthing mm-hmm. vaginally. She's in the best one to be born vaginally. Is it like feet oh. and head? It's like her feet and her head are squished up like a V, yeah. like a taco yeah. kind of. Yeah. 
Okay. And so she's in that position right now. So if she's not going to flip on her own, I don't really want to move her out of the optimal okay, so position. Question. So <laughs> like sometimes it would, so this is totally like people probably are like, why do you keep talking about birth? But um, <laughs> cause I'm like, in the thick of it, you guys. Okay. The, the like breach photos and stuff that I've seen, it's like feet first, but yeah. in your position, it would be, but like you're sort not of to be like weird, but like your hole is going to have to, you're going to have to stretch a lot bigger than if it was just feet, right? Cause it's no back and legs. No. So, well, so if their feet are first, like if they're standing like upright in your yeah. room, then yeah, feet are first. And that's going to suck to deliver because you want either the butt or the head pressing down on your pelvis. So at least you've got something with like structure or with like some sort of pressure, uh-huh. whereas their feet are just like flimsy little things on their own that can't apply that pressure. And so what happens is her butt will sort of start to come, but then that's when my midwife and Avery and stuff will pull her feet through. And that's when you would see photos like that, where the feet are first. Okay. But her foot didn't actually pop through first. Does that make sense? And then you get the whole little shoulders and clavicle thing where you yeah <laughs> yeah and her head pops through and everything's fine. okay I was like oh my gosh you're getting like I know like, delivering like, like the double baby. baby that's what Avery thought too like, she's just, just gonna come out squished together I was like no no I was like oh my gosh Megan like <laughs> but you know I hope someone so knows how to stay <laughs> no but that's what's insane I literally just read a whole breach birth story where she didn't even know baby was breached until like going through like the actual birth because she kept reaching down to feel baby's head and it felt soft still because it was the butt. And she was like, oh my gosh, I've got so much further to go, but I feel like I'm like, I've been like working so hard. Like I'm so confused. And then her midwife was like, oh my gosh, your baby's breached. Like you're totally fine. Keep doing what you're doing. And absolutely no tears, absolutely nothing wrong. Like the most peaceful thing ever. Baby just had its butt there instead of its head. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I tore with Carrie some, or she scratched me or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. So I'm like, all right, I've already, I already know what that feels like. I already know what that looks like. And, um, your births could not be opposite at this point. I know. (laughs) Literally, literally. (laughs) Not be any more opposite. (laughs) Which is, yeah. Yep. Anyways. All right. So what's your, yes. <laughs> Glad we prefaced uh, that. <laughs> hello everyone. Welcome to the birth podcast. Um, <laughs> featuring Megan and Cecilia, who's never given birth. <laughs> I've been, I'm the girl to ask all the dumb questions. <laughs> okay. But I feel like that's the majority or at least 50% of our demographic anyways, like our listeners. Yeah. So it, this makes for a happy balance and a good conversation from both sides. <laughs> um, my heck yes is ice water from anywhere Ooh, at yeah. any time. I love, and there's nothing wrong with me. Like I don't have anemia. I don't have like, it, I don't eat dirt and think it tastes good. Like, <laughs> you know, how some, you know, how some oh. people are like, if you have, if you like to chew on ice, you have a deficiency in something. People say the same thing too. Like if you like, like the taste of dirt, then you have some sort of deficiency. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just every third trimester and postpartum specifically ice water is like, gold to me like I will go through a drive-thru just for an ice water um so well, ice water like yes ice water is exponentially better than water without ice oh my I mean gosh, like yeah unless you're like trying to like if you're so thirsty and you need to down a ton of water yeah you can't let ice get in the way you can't have ice be there yeah, yeah. 
exactly. Yeah, but, I agree with that. But like nine times out of 10, like it, that water would have been better with ice. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. And I will yeah. most likely eat all the ice before I finish the water. <laughs> okay. Something I can't stand. And I'm not weird about like chewing, chewing ice. I'm like, okay. It's I think like, I'm going to learn something about you right now in my ear. And then it's not even the part that's chewing it. It's the part where it's like, like, it's like all chewed up in your mouth, you know? And it's like all like, it's like a, like a China cabinet in your mouth <laughs> and like all the little ice bags are like clinking against each other with the saliva. So you only like the coldness of the ice water or this is just for other people around you? Other people. Okay. So, um, to preface this, you guys, I just chewed ice for like three minutes before the pod in Cece's earlobe. Oh no, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I, didn't that. I actually did not notice that. It's typically become a like pro. sitting next to me. You know, there's nice. a difference. Okay, because it's like it's fair. you hear the shake of the ice, and then like the whole experience is just yeah rattling. But it's not the initial like <laughs> chomp on the ice. It's when it's like a china cabinet, and like yeah. it's a bunch of little crystals. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like this cow like thing, and at that point. Is That's when, when it's a no go. You get up and leave. It starts to get into my soul. <laughs> like, has anyone ever had sometimes if there's a fan going or like some constant like noise in the background, like consistent? It's not like like a fan or something like that, like mm-hmm. repetition. Um, it will start to feel like the room is closing in on me mm-hmm. and almost as if someone is shoving cotton balls in my ears. And then I don't know why this happens. Maybe someone's just going to psychoanalyze me. I start to, I start to smell Play-Doh. Every time something yes. like this happens. Okay. Yes. This it's might like, be something we it should feels dig like into. Balls <laughs> are literally closing in on my ears. And then like someone is shoving like styrofoam or cotton balls. And then it's like, I start to smell Play-Doh and I'm like, I kind of freak okay. out a little bit. Okay. And and then I start to feel like, like people could be like yelling at me. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. It is the weirdest thing, Megan. You just go into a psycho mode. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't like freak out, but I'm just like, I need to leave this room. Like, yeah. or like this yeah. fan needs to stop. Like, yeah. Huh? Like, it's like, kind of like <laughs> no stressing you out thinking about it. And I'm really not like particular with stuff. I mean, Megan, like, I feel like I'm pretty like easygoing with like you are people probably wouldn't think that if they didn't know you but (laughs) yeah like I'm just you know whatever but and I'm really not a perfectionist but like that specific thing it doesn't happen if I'm with other people it only happens if I'm alone because Mm. then I'm like listening to the sound and there's no distraction yeah just that and my brain huh. focuses on it and I'm like, stop focusing, stop focusing. And then I'm focusing on it, trying not to focus on it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, it's this, this podcast is just getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> stop. Play-Doh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good to know. What's your heck yeah. yes? My heck yes. I don't know if it's like, yes, but um, I'm still not, still don't have a flight to Japan. <laughs> I'm still pregnant and Cece still doesn't have a flight to Japan. Nothing is new. Come back next week. (laughs) Uh, So 
um, I've decided that I'm just going to be prepared. I'm going to get the house in order. I'm going to get all my bags packed. I'm going to be ready to go. So when someone calls they, and they say, when can you go? I'm going to say, I'm ready to go right to the now. airport right now. Right now. And I'm right being now. not dramatic at all. Right like now. I'm I've been waiting. really getting in an Uber. <laughs> and I want to say, I've been waiting. I've been yeah. waiting for two weeks. I've been ready. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I'm ready to go. Everything. I'm going to probably buy seconds of makeup just so it's already packed away. Like hell or high water, you get into Japan. I'm ready. I am. I'm going. Gosh. So, yep. I don't know if I need different money or whatever, but don't know. You can get that there at the at the airport. Okay. Well, they typically use credit cards. That's just fine. Yeah, I wonder what kind of money they use in Japan. I never thought of that. Hmm. Well, Patrick's been driving. But you'll be ready. I know. Patrick just got his license there, so we have a car there now. It's like a cube. Don't you drive on the other side of the road? Yeah, you do. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And I guess there's this thing called like, I forgot what it was called, but it's kind of like you, people know when there's a foreigner. Oh no. Because they flick the windshield wipers instead of the turn signal. So the turn signals on the left and the windshield wipers are on the right. Everything is backwards. Whoa. So like a lot of Americans- Wait, the turn signal's always on the left. No, it isn't. That's the windshield yes, wiper. No, no the... it's on your right-hand side. No, it literally rained for the past 48 hours and the windshield wiper's on the right. That's weird. We have a Mazda. Are they Japan? Japanese? <laughs> oh my gosh, wait. I don't know, what? but I know that's not an American car. And anyways, but, but imagine having the turn signal slipped. Yeah. That would stress me out. That's hilarious. Yeah. Actually. That yeah. Just blows your cover instantly. I know. <laughs> Besides the way you look, but yeah, true. That is true. <laughs> Tall white man with mustache. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's my, I guess I'm just going to spend the rest of this week completely getting ready, bags packed and outfits laid out everything perfect ready to go which means finally a light at the end of the tunnel well ish ish in my head there is yes so that's all that matters (laughs) (laughs) the light that keeps going (laughs) (laughs) all right what's your egg no (laughs) um (laughs) my heck no is how sensitive i've been lately I feel like I go zero to a hundred really quick. Like yesterday I was getting really hot because it gets really balmy and like humid after it rains. I know. (laughs) I never heard that word. (laughs) And I just was not prepared with my outfit and I was doing errands with Carrie and I was like having to strap her, like just picking her up is getting harder right now. So I was just like so angry in 0.2 seconds because I was so hot and my back was hurting and all these things. And then I was like, Meg, there's literally no valid reason to be like punch a wall angry right now. Like there's no reason for it. Yeah. You know, when it's like <sighs> putting on a bra after a shower, like yes. a sports bra, and like just like, nah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I remember texting Avery and being like, right in that second, I was like, oh my gosh, it is so hot out right now. And he was like, I know it got really balmy really quick. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it did. Like, why am I so mad? (laughs) But I don't like feeling like I'm out of control. And I feel like part of it is just like getting, 
getting close to like a huge transition in our lives and like feeling like I haven't really gotten to nest at all this pregnancy because I've just been like getting the work done. Um, Uh And so I feel like that's part of it, but I just, I hate being so like out of control of my like 0.2 reactions to things and just really, yeah. I don't know if you've shared it on the podcast that we can edit this out if it's not, but, um, like Megan's been working a ton because they want to make sure they have a safety net in case the military does Mm. drop Avery. Yes. Yes. So the whole thing is we thought we would be out of the military by now. We thought we'd be kicked out by now and we're not, which is like pros and cons, just like everything. Um, but that is why like launched courses when I did, that's why I've still taken work this last month. That's why all this stuff and it's all finishing up, thankfully. Um, it's also just because we decided it was important to us to pay for a home birth out of pocket. Our insurance is not paying for that. Um, so things like that are like why I'm still working, but emotion. But it is, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> um, you win some, you lose some. Also, heck no to you making me cry with all of your like stories and your reels and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm already emotional over here. And now I'm getting sentimental about Cece's life and childhood. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. They're cute too. Like, I'm such a, like, yeah. A, nostalgic sentimental person like I like watching Nicholas Sparks just so I can feel that way yeah Uh, so it's not really a heck no but it's like kind of a heck no (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to say that I watched your John the other night and I was like yes (laughs) (laughs) it's been done they are how long into distance and what if I've already watched your John (laughs) well we're six weeks apart six weeks apart And we've been for, we've been eight weeks together married. So we're about to, we're about to leave that milestone. I don't know. Go over that milestone. Surpass. Surpass the amount of time that we've been together since we've been married. Yeah. We're six and eight right now. So hopefully you get out there in the next two. Either way. I mean, we for sure will surpass that this year. Oh yeah. Way. It's inevitable, but unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't think it'd be this early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's like the first, probably right the first three years of our marriage will f- surpass more time away than together. But, um, so my hack see you in the Eucharist, baby. I- <laughs> We are one body. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's a good thing. We believe the things we do as Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, (gasps) And have the graces to support them. Okay. Carry on. So (laughs) my heck no is super random, but like, I am, I like really love politics. I don't talk about it a lot. I used to talk about it more when I worked in the pro-life movement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like still love it. I, read and listen to stuff all day about politics like I just love it and you've said before that you could tell us more politicians names than you could celebrities oh yeah for sure without a doubt yeah for sure yeah um anyways so one of the things besides like there's there's like I'm I really like culture war stuff more so than like policy stuff Mm -hmm. So things like transgenderism, like fighting against that, fighting against like, you know, uh, critical race theory in schools, Mm -hmm. like those Mm -hmm. things really fire me up. 
but something that because at the end of the day of like it is it is affecting children and future generations and um anyways I could get into that but the thing that is really firing up firing me up right now is student loan forgiveness so Mm. when Biden ran this is just a heck no altogether so when when you voted for him yourself (laughs) you were really hoping (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like people are really hoping as he said that he would forgive student loan debt. Megan's dying over ice. Probably. Sorry. She's like coughing, hacking. She's literally over. Yes. I know. Um, Yeah. That will do it too. Um, So anyways, Biden ran a big thing was like forgiving student loan debt. Well, when COVID happened, they put the administration put student loan debt on hold. um, And it's been on hold ever since. So this has kind of been a roundabout way to do student loan forgiveness without doing student loan forgiveness, just by putting it on hold and delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. Well, so when you say they're delaying it, that means you just don't have to pay and you're not getting in, like interest tax on it. Right correct. Now, I think. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's okay. like frozen. It's frozen. Okay. Follow so me. like at that, it sounds pretty great, but a lot of liberal policies sound pretty great until you actually dig into them. Right. Um, so this is like, it's, it's kind of just like, well, who pays for it then? Well, well, debt doesn't just vanish. It just gets transferred. So it would be transferred. Like right now it's put on hold, but if, if they, oh, sorry, if they go forward with it of like forgiving it, it would just get transferred. So like who pays for that? Probably our tax dollars, just as if, you know, we pay for abortions. Um, and so the majority of Americans, once they realize this, do not support this because now we're paying for someone else, like someone else signed a contract and we're paying for their contract, you know? Yep. Yep. But who's to blame? Like who is to blame for that? And honestly, what people aren't talking about is employers are who to blame for this because employers that are requiring degrees for jobs that don't need degrees are the re are a massive reason why we have the student debt problem we do because they are just adding to the culture of a degree is necessary degree is necessary and mm. yes sign on the dotted line for a hundred thousand dollars in debt at 23 you know and the company like the company already has to train an employee when they hire him. Right. So why Mm -hmm. is there this like baseline of like, if you don't have a master's, if you don't have a bachelor's, like you can't even apply kind of thing, because what does the degree show? Like, okay. Putting aside like different things like medical engineering, like all this stuff, totally get it. Like you do need a degree for that. That's completely different. But the majority of jobs you are trained to do that job on site. Like you are not trained to do that job at college. And so like, why do we need this? Um, And it's this whole thing of like a college degree. Like, honestly, if I was hiring just logically, a college degree doesn't show hard work any more than someone who's been living and supporting themselves since they were 19. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially because of the amount of like how easy college classes have become or how easy it's become to finagle your way through it with an A. Totally. Not even A, you don't even need A. You need like right. You just right? Passes get degrees, baby. This is coming from someone who went to college and got a degree. Like (laughs) Right. But like, what is it showing? What is it showing? And it's like, 
Okay. Honestly, the majority of people that go on spring break are using their student loans to go on spring break. Mm. Like it's all of this stuff. It's like, what is it actually showing that like you made it through college without partying and flunking out? Like, I'm just kind of confused, like not putting down people who went to college. That's totally fine. I'm going to finish my degree eventually. But like at this rate, people that people are going to need a master's to flip burgers. Yeah. Like it is crazy the way that the culture is shifting due to employers requiring a degree as if that shows that you are capable of the job more than someone else. Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense. And again, this is not talking about engineers or doctors or things like that. It's you a know, different like ballpark. everyone's going to be like, well, you know, me, I really needed that degree because it's like, okay, well, we're not talking about you. Like <laughs> we're talking about the general business degrees, the fluff majors, the uh-huh. literature, the, the women's studies degrees, oh, the, you sh- know, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I literally have teammates who went to school for well, they flipped their major like halfway through because they decided they didn't like it anymore. And so they had to flip into something easier, or broader, or whatever, so that their credits switched enough. So like that already tells you how the system works. Right. But then they graduate with like a general business degree and now they're a teacher in a high school. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, in, in, cath- <laughs> in private schools, you don't even need a teaching degree. Right. You just have to have whatever test passed to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Which like kudos to the Catholic schools, am I right? But (laughs) right, even though you get paid like forty thousand dollars less than a public school, I know, I know, it's fucking cause. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just that is my heck no is like this whole thing of people being like, yeah, student loan forgiveness. I'm like, yeah, someone still has to pay for it. That's just as sane as like, (sighs) oh yeah, let's forgive my mortgage. Like, yeah, someone still has to pay the mortgage. Right, right. (laughs) It's, it was, it's on par with the checks we were handed throughout COVID. Right. And this money is going to be, have to be paid back somewhere, somewhere. somehow by someone. Exactly. And, um, what was I going to say? The whole other thing, I'm like, great. We'll want to level out the playing field. If you're going to forgive their student debt, great. Why don't we, the amount of student debt that you forgive them, let's forgive on my mortgage. Let's, let's just True. everywhere. Like True. why? Just because yeah. Cause I don't have student debt anymore, but I have other you paid for it for and you, yes. worked, you worked your way through college. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so then you should get that too. And because I went to college. Go, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or because I didn't go to college, then, then I should get a free ride then. Right. True. <laughs> Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it becomes. It becomes a domino trickle effect. If you're going to, okay, well then if that logically makes sense to you guys, somehow let's continue on down the line with everyone. Uh Uh-huh. If you're all about reparations here, then let's do it. Let's Let's do it. Let's even it it out. (laughs) We we started out with the happy home birth podcast and now have become politics and I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all over the ballpark today, you guys. About fans, claustrophobia, like Play-Doh, student loan forgiveness. This was originally going to be a podcast going through voicemails and it still is, but there were some really good voicemails and we will get to them. Yes. But I'm just going to shift over to a random question that a listener had. And it said, she said, what was your favorite, what, like share what your favorite vacation was. And I knew that Megan and I were going to say, we never went on vacations. (laughs) 
You mean growing up? You mean yeah. like as a honeymoon? Like what are I'm we like, talking here? Because we didn't have of... honeymoons and we also <laughs> never went on vacation as kids. So it's actually kind of true. The vacation was just the fact that we moved every two to three years. So it was like, oh, here's a new place to live. Um, <laughs> Pack up your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and our vacations were always, and it's the same way for Avery and I now being in the military still, vacation was always going to see your grandparents because you never lived near them. So it was fun as a kid, you would, we would have family reunions, but it wasn't the vacation of like, we're going to go on a cruise as a family, or we're going to go to Cabo. Spring break. Or or gonna, yeah. 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 And those didn't happen. Um, I instantly thought when you asked that question, I was like, oh my gosh, when we went to Lauterbrunn in Switzerland as a family and we would camp or like something like that. But the reason that happened was because we lived next door to the country in Germany. <laughs> so it wasn't because we were like, we're going to go on a family vacation to Europe as a family for fun. It was like, no, we're going to uproot your life. Move you across the ocean away from your family and friends. And then you happen to live next door to all these places people vacation to. And so like, yeah, pros and cons, but yeah, we didn't really, uh, we didn't really go on vacations. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> which is why we're up. working, which is why we're working right now so that we can go on vacation sometimes yep because uh-huh. <laughs> even when even when cc and i go to see each other it's not like a girl's trip it's like a, okay we got to batch record episodes we got to get this stuff done and we then take somehow some content. like we always there's always like double the amount of men than us and we end up cleaning and cooking which is totally fine because i enjoy doing it with you same same and i like the guys that we're doing it for so it's not yeah. like i feel like we're being like taken advantage of or anything I like, like that. it but that's what it turns into yeah Somehow people end up coming into town and we end up yeah hosting everyone the whole making time sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> so we're Literally. working we're working on the vacation part uh we'll get there someday <laughs> I have gone on girls trips though. Like one time I did go to Charleston with girls and that was really fun. And, um, it's usually for an event though. It's not just for like, right. And so that's what I would say. Like, I think when I think of vacation and why you and I have never quote unquote done one, because people are probably listening to us right now and going, are you kidding? Meg, you get on a plane like all the time. Right. Like CC, you've been to cool places. What are you talking about? But when I think of vacation, it's like we intentionally spent the money and the time to go somewhere and do nothing other than hang out. Yeah, that's what I hear. I have never done that. Me neither. (laughs) And so that's what we mean. Like when I go to California, it's because there's business there or there's a family trip happening. Like when, when I go to Dallas, it's because I'm going to go with a girlfriend, but I'm not going to sleep the whole time. Carrie's coming with me. Like it's not a chill out on the beach for a yeah. week drink vacation. vacation yeah all inclusive forward. yeah I look forward to that day uh but yeah that's uh, not happened yet actually I'm lying okay I went to Charleston and Hawaii okay oh yeah you did go to without Hawaii work yeah well I did go on interviews in Hawaii but that was okay random but um <laughs> but yeah you I've been to Charleston Jordan. and Hawaii yeah no, I went with a different friend, Dana. And oh, oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. And uh, we're going to go to voice. <laughs> we're going to go to an ad. Um, so True. West Coast Camp. Like, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Mari's going to be like, uh, are you kidding yeah, me? That was that's the worst the transition. transition. That's the transition. Okay. But for real, this is the last like 
thing we're going to say about them for a little while. And it's yeah. like actually perfectly timed out because next week when this comes out, it'll be Easter week. Well, um, Holy week. What week, is it? So the, tri- the, the, the tritium. Yeah. Tridium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> triduium. Tritium. tritium, the tritium, tritium. say it really fast. So, well, they have this, the gardener rosary and it's specifically for Easter. So when Mary Magdalene goes back to the tomb to find Jesus's body, instead she meets Jesus himself, who's disguised as a gardener and encourages her to speak the good news. So Easter is like a time of new life and like new beginnings. And sometimes we need the gardener to plant us in good soil, water us and care for us so that we can grow. So the new rosary has leaf green beads and a gold sprout charm and it resembles like a little plant or a sprout to serve as a reminder that Jesus brings us new life. And so that is their specific like liturgical based rosary for this season. And it comes, it's so cute because it comes with, um, doesn't it come with like a seed yeah a packet of basil seeds that you can plant and grow along with it (laughs) it's so adorable so So it releases on easter so literally a week from when this comes out it'll be released and it's available only through the easter season um so this is like your heads up you can use code heck 10 heck 10 for 10 percent off um at westcoastcatholic.org and their links are in our show notes And just as we decorate for different seasons, honestly, it's kind of a cool idea to have different rosaries for different seasons. Yep. It's kind of fun to look forward to. Or if you have a daughter who's like a teenager, like this is honestly an awesome thing to do. Or like a goddaughter, little sister is like, it makes them so excited. It makes me excited, you know, to have like beautiful things. Um, Also side note about basil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. CC and I once had a, uh, wait, go ahead. Finish yours first and then I'll share. Okay. I'm scared. So I used to go to this like coffee shop, um, in old town and I lived there and it would be, um, fig jam, sourdough toast, or like French toast, fig jam, goat cheese, and basil sandwich. And it was the best sandwich ever. And huh. honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, why have I not been eating this every single Friday for Lent? <laughs> but it is so good. So good. Anyways. Okay. That kind of stuff used to freak me out and I would never purchase it. But now I don't know if it's because I'm like an adult now or whatever. It's because she's I'm crunchy. Like, oh, put the most random things together and let me try it. And if it's good and it's like super healthy, I'm a fan. Have you tried to replicate it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It, it tastes great. I mean, it always tastes better if someone else does it, it does. and if you pay $9 it for it, but it's, <laughs> that is so true. I was just going to say that you and I had a cook-off, excuse me, with basil. Oh, yeah. once. <laughs> we have a basil plant here. Well, we did. It's dead now, but we're probably because we one. ripped it um, all apart. Yeah. Does it, did it die? Cause we took plucked everything off of it. Partly, but also I think it had a little bit of bugs and also winter happened and we just didn't, we just, yeah, the poor thing had no help. Um, but Cece and I did like a cook off for the guys. Like we're saying, when we host people, we got to make it fun for us. Right. So this <laughs> vacation, Cece and I cook off. <laughs> um, and we, there Caprice. Were like, yeah, Caprice. yeah, yeah. But we both did them totally different and had the guys try them. And I, did you, I think you ended up winning. It was like a tie pretty much. 
Okay. I think well, it was a tie, but then it was like, okay, if you had to pick, you know? Yeah. Because they were being so nice. And I was like, no, like, well, no, they weren't even being it. nice. They legit voted and it ended oh. up being a tie. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, it was fun, but we used basil. And that's what I thought of when you said, okay, about basil. It's <laughs> like, let's talk about basil. <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I, those are actually some of my favorite appetizers. It's French bread, and then you put olive oil and some seasoning, salt and pepper, and then toast that in the oven, then take it out. And then you put um, tomato slice and then mozzarella slice, and then um, you cook that, and then you put basil on it. And then you put, oh, then you put a balsamic glaze over it. Mm, That was yours. Yes. What was yours? Cece thought I was cheating because I put agave on mine, but that's what the recipe calls for. (laughs) It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) She was like, put that sweetener away. (laughs) Um, It was like French bread with mozzarella and tomato slices put in the oven. And then once it gets all crispy, because you put like a little bit of cheese, then you put the tomato and then you put a little bit more cheese. And then she did sprinkled cheese. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't the big like chunk. Yeah. Um, and then you put some red pepper flakes on it and basil and agave syrup. It's so good. Oh, I want one right now. Me so too. Good. Honestly, red pepper flakes are. I love them. Yeah. They are like, they're just, I used to never use them for like pizza. Cause it would always be like a pizza place, you know? Yeah. And now I add red pepper to like everything, everything. It's so good. There's it's so underrated. It's like it one is. of those seasonings that sit in your seasoning drawer forever. And you never use it until you start to use it. And you're like, mm. But it's really pretty in the jar too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, also something that always did growing up is my dad would make like eggs, like like a hard or not a hard boiled egg, like a sunny side up egg on toast, and he put paprika on it, and that's super good. Really? Like the okay. red powder. I always thought paprika was really um spicy, and then I started cooking with it in college and realized it wasn't, and I was like, I've been lied to. It's kind of like hot, but it's, it's got a little like, kick. But I yeah. thought it was like chili powder because it looks the no, same. No, no, and it's totally not. Sprinkle it, sprinkle a little over your eggs next time, like a, okay. a runny egg. Oh, I don't like runny eggs. I can't oh, do runny boy. eggs. Why? I just don't like them. Okay. Um, I have no other reason other than that. I'm like, meh. Patrick <laughs> calls them dippy eggs. Ew, what? Because you like have it and then you dip you have to dip stuff in it. In yeah, <laughs> dippy eggs. All right. Maybe okay. it's like a Pennsylvania thing. Um, Patrick, Patrick childhood thing. Yeah, Patrick childhood thing. <laughs> dippy eggs. Yeah, it's cute. It sounds cute. <laughs> you like the way it sounds. Of course you do. <laughs> Do we have time for voicemail still? Because I kind of want to hear some of these. Yes, we do. We do. All right. Let me pick our poor girls. Me. We <laughs> have men. such good ones. And like I keep keep, I mean, the ramble is real today. <laughs> Hi Megan CC. My name's Mary. Um, I was wondering if I could get some advice from y'all. Um, so there's this guy in not my friend group. We have, like, mutual friends, though. So sometimes we see each other. But whenever we see each other, he always throws something at my butt, like a uh, ping-pong ball or, like, a dodgeball. And it's, like, super immature but also super weird because I don't know how to react. I get flustered. I've never had anybody touch my butt before. So him throwing something at my butt is super uncomfortable. Um, And I don't have a boyfriend, so it's, like, nobody stands up and says, like, I have nobody to go to to be, like, just hit my butt with something. And, um... 
nobody sees it. But whenever he does it, he, like, starts laughing. He's like, I have great aim, and it's like, I don't know what to do. So then I just usually end up leaving. Um, and I don't know how to handle it when it happens, and I'm like, maybe I should just never go out again. But I know that's also not the answer. And I know you guys have really good advice on this kind of thing and boundaries. So if you could help me out and offer some advice, I would really, really appreciate it. Love your podcast. Love you guys. God bless, ladies. Mary. Mary, Mary, this is ridiculous. She also called back and mentioned that it's not like she's wearing leggings. She's or like super tight jeans. She's just wearing like normal jeans all the time. So nothing like provocative, not that that would really change it. I think they're in college. Uh, Did he have parents growing up? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) And he said, he, she said that he said, I have great aim. That's what he'll say and laugh. I'm like, yeah, and you have no respect. Yeah, yeah, and you have a lot, lack a lot of other things. Okay, so I, do you have anything you want to say first? I would just stop being around him. Like, I would figure out however it's possible to not be, she say it's at church or youth. No, but she can't avoid him. It's like, she shouldn't have to avoid a guy for him to stop throwing something at her butt, you know? No, that is totally true. But yeah, I, it sounds like they have similar friend groups. I Okay, here's the thing. I kind of would just call him out like a jerk, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you cannot like respond emotionally. You have to like next time you see him, pull him aside. And honestly, this is going to take a lot of courage because um. I feel like I do stuff like this and this would take a lot of courage for me to even do. Mm -hmm. Um, Hold on. (laughs) But to pull him aside when you get to the party or whatever and be like something along the lines of like, hey, like I am not going to stoop down to the level of embarrassing you in front of everyone. Yeah. But um like, it's so disrespectful of like how you treat me and what you do. Like, if this is your way of getting my attention, this is not the way this is a child's way of getting someone's attention. Yeah. And just like, I want to call you higher because I deserve more respect. And I know you have the ability to give women more respect than this. So I'm not just telling you this for the sake of me. I'm telling you this for the sake of any woman that you're interested in, in the future, because this is not the way to get someone's attention. And like, I do not appreciate this. Do not do it again. And then walk yeah. away. Yeah. And just yeah. like very stern, like tone is everything. Like in communication, what you mm-hmm. say is only 7% of that communication. Tone and body language is everything. Yeah. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And walk away and act like nothing happened. And I guarantee you he won't do it again because he's going to respect the way that you approached it. Mm-hmm. Not that he deserves that, not that he deserves that, right? Right. I think, I don't know. What do you think? I think everything you said is spot on. I think that's the most mature way to handle it too. I think you should also expect for him to, if he has an ego problem or something, yeah. To laugh or be like, okay, calm down. Like it's not that big of a deal. And you just have to know that like he's totally, so he's totally, and he's totally yes. being called out right now. You are so right, Megan. He's totally the type of guy that's going to be like, calm down. Yeah, he is. If he's been throwing a ball at her butt and saying, I have good aim, 
he's not going to be able to handle it well. But you just have to go in knowing that and say your piece and walk away. And if it doesn't change, then call him out in front of a whole group of people. Be like, dude, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Enough is enough. And if he says, calm down, you, you like, that's what I mean. Like you have to approach it very calmly and just be like, look, whatever his name is, look, Steven, like I am calm and, you know, continue on with exactly. what you're going to say. Exactly. Um, I think that's the best approach, but seriously, Mary, that is I'm sorry that you have to deal with that because that's just annoying. It's irritating. It's annoying yeah. that you just have that, that that's a well, then you're walking into the room, walking into every party feeling self-conscious and like having an, a third eye out, you know, just mm-hmm. being like, is he watching? Is he looking? Like, yep, you know, yep. So, anyways, and yeah, it doesn't sound like it's like a Catholic crowd. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Who maybe. Who knows? I, um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, okay. This next one was shocking to me, but I've heard stories like this before. And I oh, honestly no. think like we are very, we're like, we're just grateful we're not in this situation and don't have the situation. But this is kind of, I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. Hey, Megan, Stacey. Um, I'm going to keep this one anonymous for reasons that will become clear uh, very soon because um, this one's kind of a more difficult topic to handle. Um, I have a long-term boyfriend. We've been together for three years, um, and we plan on soon getting engaged and getting married and kind of moving our relationship forward, which is super exciting. Um, the problem that I've been having is with his mom. Um, she's very, very, um, she's having a really difficult time emotionally with the fact that he wants to move to a different part of the state in order to be with me so that we can, you know, plan a wedding and things, um, in the fall. Um, and she says a lot of judgmental, rude things about him, about me to him, um, tries to convince him not to move, um, compares how, what, how he acts and how much he loves me to how much he loves her. Like it's, it's very, I don't really know how to go about it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I was wondering if you guys had anything to say. Um, yeah, I appreciate your help. Thanks. So unhealthy. That's not good. And honestly, it is common though. Like you said, it is common. And I don't think, I don't know. You hope that she can change but uh, I don't know friends that have been in the situation. I haven't seen like the mother is like insecure. Like she's just very insecure and she it's probably some wound not to assume, but maybe some wound with like her own mother-in-law. Yeah. I always wonder that. Yeah. Um, it is it's that's really hard and you will have to have a conversation but it's not your turn she's not even your mother-in-law that's your mm-hmm. boyfriend's job that's a hundred percent his job like honestly wait they're not should, engaged no oh geez this is you extra should not bad. I don't think so no, she said boyfriend I know <laughs> you're think, right she mentioned marriage and so right. I think I just went oh engaged I don't think you should have to deal with this at all right. I think this should have been stopped like your, your boyfriend should have put his foot down a long time ago. And you said like, I don't know, how do I like help him have that conversation? Like you don't, 
I think right. he, that's, that's like, his. you don't even have a say because you're a girlfriend. It would be different if you were engaged. It really would. I do think it would. I agree. I, that's why I thought she was engaged. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think she should get involved as a girlfriend. It's not her place and it's not her responsibility either. Yeah. I think it would make things worse to be honest. Um, I agree. But draw a fat line really quick. I feel like. Right. Eventually you will probably have to have a conversation because especially when grandkids come, I mean, that's, that's probably only going to heighten that kind of attitude, but as long as your boyfriend is level-headed and understands that that's not appropriate. And honestly, maybe him talking to his dad and being like, why does mom do this is going to be a way as well. But I don't think you have to be involved. Just ask your, ask your boyfriend to take care of it. Mm. I agree. And if he doesn't, like, I don't know what that looks like. Right. It's not like severing a relationship with your mother. Right. 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 But that is, I mean, that is so unhealthy comparing the way your son loves you to the way he loves his girlfriend. That is messed up. What they do. I just, I just never, it always, when I hear stuff like this, I'm always just kind of blown away that people, that adults exist like that. But that just, I mean, it goes back to what you said. There has to be some sort of wound or like insecurity that stems from something there. That doesn't make it okay though. It's just frustrating that this person who has children, who is an adult, has done nothing to manage that, take care of that, own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially like, let's say she's in her fifties and she hasn't dealt with that wound. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, or, I mean, I've seen this where it's like, not to like, I mean, not to psychoanalyze, but like, you're kind of asking for you know, right. perspective. It's like, maybe she doesn't have a good relationship with her husband. And so her son has been everything. And That's so true. now it feels like the only man in her life is being taken away. And mm. I know like when people, people were like, I've heard this saying before is like, when her daughter gets married, you gain a son. When a son gets married, you lose a son. When it, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before too. I had to say it again in my head to make sure yeah. I, knew I was being when a told, daughter gets yes. married, when a daughter gets married, you gain a son. When a son gets married, you lose a son. Yeah. I've, I've heard, heard that. that. And I would never want for that. Um, but then you, I've also seen like crazy daughter-in-laws, you know? Yep. Same. Uh, Same. So yeah. It can always go both ways, but I specifically hate when this happens with boyfriend and girlfriends because I just think that's... you feel like you're walking on eggshells yeah well I just hate walking on eggshells in general but this mm-hmm. should not be happening no not at all not at all okay so we're gonna move on to the next one this one's gonna be about a boy so um yeah and on a good note here we go hey Susanna Megan um this is Sarah from Mississippi um well I go to school here I'm actually not from Mississippi but I go to school here my heck no is that I've been um, battling this upper respiratory infection. Um, I'm on antibiotics right now, so that is helping. Um, but I I just wanted some advice on um, – okay, so there's this guy that I am attracted to and I'm interested in, um, and he's great and everything. 
But at the same time, like, I don't know if I'm really in a position to reach out to him a little bit more because there are still things that I need to heal from and just figure out for myself. Um, I'm about to graduate um, in the fall, so I'll be finishing school pretty soon. Um, So I just wanted some advice on that. Um, But thank you. Love the show. Wait, so she wants advice on she wants advice if no 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 if she's ready like there's this guy she likes and um she wants to know like if she should reach out to him or not even though she feels like she has stuff to personally work on oh shoot i don't know i've never been in that situation (laughs) well i'm like are you ever ready Right. Are you ever not working on something or working through something? Like you don't just arrive. Right. I also will say the fact that you, this kind of goes back to the one that we were just talking about. The fact that you are working through stuff and working on something means that you've owned it and are taking care of it and continuing to manage it. So to me, that's all like quote unquote green flags. Yeah, that is a green flag. But the also thing I will say Hey Avery, you can't hear me. She said, "Hey Avery." Sorry. Whoa, there's our chimpanzee in the background. (laughs) Like, are you feeling peace? Like, let's. Okay, Mm. it's such a possibility because you don't even. It didn't sound like you knew if he liked you or not. Right. You know. So it's like, does it bring you peace? Like, you would reach out to him because you want to be dating him. Like, would that bring you peace? Or is it the pressure of like, okay, I'm graduating college. Everyone feels like they have someone. Right. Is it like that pressure of like, I feel like I need to date, you know? Good point. That was a good point. I so you need to decide, is, does it give you peace or are you doing it because there's pressure? Everyone like, else is. Yeah. It's really great that you're thinking about like, where am I at? But like, are you ever ready? Like when I met Patrick, did I think I was ready? No, no not at all right right when I met Avery I didn't think I was ready so I turned him down (laughs) yeah you know like I I mean if I wasn't set up by a really good friend I would have never I would have never said yes to it you know yeah yep it's true um that discernment's huge I'm glad you mentioned that also like you might just be making this all up in your head because like he might not be interested and not to like but like true he might he might not be interested so you might be worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet true which then at that point just say your piece and figure out and then move on yeah unless the reason for saying your piece is because everyone else has someone and you feel like you should have someone and then it's just like "Mm, that's not healthy because now you've got another thing to work through yes (laughs) because you feel like that would have been good yeah Yeah. exactly well we're wrapping up here and that's a uh, full show ladies and gentlemen next week i could possibly be in japan and megan could be a mother possibly in her hands yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) we will you'll know whether or not depending on if the podcast comes out (laughs) well we'll try to get one out but please give us some grace grace if Someone's got to see her husband after six weeks and someone's got to see her baby after nine months. So, I mean, let's. (laughs) Okay, you have it worse. 
No, you have it worse because she's coming no matter what. I'm not waiting on a signature from anyone. <laughs> That's true. You definitely have it worse. Your baby isn't sitting on someone else's desk. Uh-uh. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd have Thank goodness. Yeah, there would be a lot to talk through. Yeah, no. Oh, well, please give us a five-star rating. Review us. Um, we just are so grateful that we have you all listen every single week because it allows us to do this and we have so much fun doing do. it and it's the best. Yeah, it is. It's one of the, we were laughing about it this morning. We were like, this is just the coolest, wildest, funniest thing ever. This yeah. podcast being created and we're almost, we're approaching two years. We're going to have to come up with something to do for our anniversary. So I know almost two years. Freaking wild. Um, and side note, I don't know if we mentioned this here, but our France trip got moved to next year because it was like doing weird yeah. stuff with the COVID vaccine. So there are going to be a few spots open um, to True. fill for 2023 of June. So we'll announce that mm. when we do, but there'll probably be a handful of spots for our Paris and France trip to um, Lords and everything like that. So, so many fun things. Yeah. People here, sorry, in Kentucky, people here call it yeah. lords. Lords. Oh, okay, so I think lords sounds prettier. Um, <laughs> lords. But hey, <laughs> sometimes you can't help it if you have an accent. You just, it just happens. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> everyone, everyone, are you going to lords? I'm like, uh, no, lords. I'm I didn't even lords. know what they were saying <laughs> at first. All right, we got to wrap it up. All right, call. This going to be a two-hour freaking show now. 312-775-2615. Leave your heck yes, heck no, your what in the dang heck moments, all your funny things, need advice, leave it at our hotline, what in the dang heck line, and we will hopefully... Actually, I don't know see how guys, I don't know how I feel about seeing you guys next week, but... <laughs> you are not hopeful. I am partial, so... Yeah. <laughs> We will see you when we see you. Yep. What's <laughs> the Big Heck Podcast? Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck Podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.